I want to talk, talk about this. This is a little academic. Um, uh, and I, and I want, <laughs> for me, any academic is a little. So, um, but uh, there's also a lot of encouragement and hope in this message, even though it's somewhat academic. Uh, it's academic to the point if we believe these things and begin to operate in these things, then we are blessed and the church grows and uh, in maturity and, and we actually have the uh, real hope and possibility of becoming the city on a hill. Amen. To being light in the darkness. And uh, so hang in there with me. And uh, it's called endowment. Endowment. How many use the word endowment very often? It's like, not, a, not a lot, right? But it's a good word. It's, it's a really good word. And it's like a gift, but it doesn't necessarily have to be monetary or even uh, physical. It can be um, an attribute or, or a trait or uh, even like passing a mantle, a spiritual mantle is an endowment. And the thing that we know is true about God is that he is a giver and he has endowed us. So we're going to talk about gifts. We're talking about the endowment. Okay, who doesn't like gifts? You know, right? They come in all forms. Some are useful. And some, well, useless. <laughs> some are valuable. Others, not so much. How many of you uh, that have children, especially young children, and if they uh, went to Sunday school or, or public school or a a private school or had uh, little classes like if you're a homeschooler, you know, you have co-op classes and stuff like that, a lot of you. Uh, but they come home with these little projects, which are great projects, you know, for a three-year-old or, you know, two-year-old or whatever like that. But really, what do you do with those? Yeah, I still have, you know, right in our attic or in the garage. It's like, and the kids, kids, take your thing, you know. Or you finally just kind of slip them into the garbage can, you know, gently. And, um, uh, but there are gifts like that, but you always, you always, even if you can't figure out what in the world it is, you know, it's a hand turned into a turkey, you know, right? You ever had those? Or, you know, they do something with feet, too, you know. Um, But (laughs) you always ask, like, so tell me about this. Right? Tell me about this. And the Lord, the Lord gives good gifts. He's a good, good father. Amen. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. From the father of lights in whom there is no shadow of turning or shifting shadow. And so this is the, this is the giver God that we serve. Uh, really awesome. Almighty God is a giver. That is one of the, his attributes, it's one of his personality traits. It's one of who he do, is and what he does. And he's the best there is at it. He has given the world a gift. He's given the world a gift. Not just a select few. He's given the world a gift. And he has given his people gifts or endowments. 
These are personal, they're practical, and they're profitable. They're personal, they're practical, and they are profitable for us as individuals and his family as a whole. First and foremost, he gave the most significant gift of all and to all. John 3.16, you can't get away from John 3.16 in the message and in the Amplified. First of all, in the message, this is how much God loved the world. He gave his son, his only one and only son. And this is why. So that no one need be destroyed. Is that not good? By believing in him... Anyone can have a whole and lasting life. Whew! Amen. A gift in the Amplified. For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave up his only begotten unique son so that whoever believes in, trusts in, clings to, relies on him, shall not perish, come to destruction, be lost, but have eternal, everlasting life. Amen? Amen. Now, the one gift for all. That is huge. And, you know, and there can be a lot of theological discussions surrounding that. But this is what it says. What an amazing and personal gift. Anyone who believes and trusts and clings to and relies on Jesus as Savior and Lord becomes a part of God's family. Right? Now, that's a whole different group. We've got the world. God so loved the world. But then those who believe and trust and cling to and rely on him become his family. Amen? His personal family. That's amazing, isn't it? And that's a whole group now. Sometimes it's called, we are called his bride. Sometimes we're called his body, which he is the head. Sometimes we're called his church, his church. So when you hear church, I don't want us to think of this building or Franklin Covenant Church or the Catholic Church or the Methodist Church or, you know, any other of the how many thousands of uh, denominations and, you know, different, uh, you know, there's some, there are more Presbyterian churches than I, than I, you know, and, and, and charismatic and, you know, we, <laughs> we call ourselves non-denominational, I guess, and uh, probably some other things too, but um, Ron Odom used to say, he's a Presbyterian pastor, a guy that I really admired a lot and respected. Um, he said, we're part of the denomination called non Okay, okay, we can do that. (laughs) Then he gave gifts to the church, those who believe in him. He's given gifts, many gifts. One gift established his church. And now many gifts endow his church. Quite a few gifts for basically three purposes. And I'm going to break this down 
the group of gifts, and, and this is by no means an absolute. I mean, these are just some ways that I look at these gifts that God has given the church, and uh, it just helps me in understanding and uh, categorizing. You can't really categorize much of God. <laughs> I mean, we do it to help our study of it. I mean, we study the body. We study the circulatory system. We, we study the cardiovascular, which is part, uh, the nervous system, uh, the digestive system, the endocrine system. You know, there's sin, and we break them all up. But the truth is, you can't break them all up because if you take any of those out of your body, you will not live. We're, it's intertwined. It's interconnected. It's, it, it, they're all dependent on whether, right? And that's and that's the way these gifts are. We we all have these different individual gifts, and we can look at them. We can break them into categories and everything. But the truth is, is they're very intertwined and, and incredibly independent. And we need all of them. And none of us has all of them. And that can be discussed. And it can be. But Bible says they're given severally, as you will. And the, anyway, we'll read that. That's why we need each other. That's why we need to do church. Right? This is, I hope this is not your only experience with the body of Christ. Listening to me talk. That would be really pitiful. But the church, <laughs> if it were your only, the church is much more than that. We have relationships with people all over this county, all over this state. Some of us all over the world. And those relationships, if they are believers, then they are the church. And we are having church whenever we are with them, right? And these gifts that are severally given can be shared one with another, right? You can't do that as a lone ranger. You can't. You can't because you're going to have a little piece and you're not going to be able to share it with anyone. And no, you are not going to be able to receive anything from all the rest of the church that God has designed to be the way that it is. You ready? You, I mean, you with me? <laughs> Am I ready? So, um, these are the three categories. Training and equipping. Training and equipping. Now, keep in mind, these are gifts. So even training is a gift. Okay? Training and equipping. Number two, spiritual ministry. Now, if it has anything to God, do with God, it's spiritual. Because God is a spirit. Those who worship him are worship in spirit and truth, right? The things of God are spiritually discerned, right? So everything is, even, even the practical aspects, even training and equipment, equipping is spiritual. But we're breaking it down, training and equipping, spiritual ministry. Number three, practical helps. Practical helps. Helps. They are spiritual. They are a gift from God who is a spirit. Amen? But they are for His church in the earth. It's good. I want us to see church. I want us to see each other as part of His church because of His great gift. And then see where we fit in all of that. Are we particularly called and gifted for training and equipping. Some are. Are we particularly called to spiritual ministry? Are we, or you, am I, particularly called to practical helps? All being gifts, 
right? Okay, all of these gifts or endowments flow out of a servant's heart to Jesus' body. In other words, once you've been given this gift, it flows out of a humble heart, a loving heart, a caring heart, a servant's heart. Critical. That's why we have 1 Corinthians 13 sandwiched in between talking about gifts, and we're going to talk about that, and other ways that they're expressed in the body of Christ. He says, let me show you a more excellent way. That doesn't mean that love takes the place of all these other things. It's just he's talking about love is the only way that all these gifts function correctly because God so loved the world that he gave. Amen. Is that? Yeah, it's, it's all in there like that. OK, so moving right along. Training and equipping, spiritual ministry, practical helps. All these gifts and endowments flow out of a servant's heart to Jesus body. They all strengthen the church Individually and collectively or corporately, each one meets a need. Each gift or endowment meets a need in a person and father's family. That's important to see and understand and grab a hold of. Each gift meets a need in a person and father's family, builds a strong expression Of the Godhead on the earth. As the family gets stronger. As the church gets stronger. As the church is balanced. And has all things functioning. Then we become more like the Lord. And the city on a hill. And the salt that has not lost its savor. Right? Amen? And all of that is a gift. And it's it's a lot of matter of our response. You know, do we recognize it? Do we recognize them in ourselves? Do we recognize them in one another? Do we appreciate them as from God? Sometimes yes and sometimes no. And uh, we need to more and more. So, the Lord is building his church, right? And he wants her healthy. And he wants her strong in the earth. He wants her healthy and whole in the earth. So first let's look at training and equipping. Ephesians 4. A lot of you knew I was going to go there. Ephesians 4, 11 through 13, in the Amplified. And we're going to do a little bit more than that. But And his gifts. We're talking about Jesus here. His gifts were varied. He himself appointed and gave Men to us. So he gave us some men and you can argue about whether women can occupy these offices and this and that. And uh, one week I may say one thing and or believe one way. And then another week after being overseas or seeing uh, women function in some of these uh, Areas and gifts and calls and, and, and see the Lord use that. It's like, you know what? I, 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 I'm kind of like uh, Ron Yerudia. I'm just going to stick that in my God box. You know? It's pretty full. Actually. But we're not going to go there because all that does is call to, cause division and, and, and argumentation. And, and Paul addresses that. And he says, don't do that. Don't do that. 
But I'm going to honor who God honors and, uh, uh, and let it roll. Amen. It is difficult. I'm just, this is, okay, this is supposed to be funny. I just want to, you know. But my, my dad, <laughs> in reverence to elders, used to say, he said to Tim Bryant one time, he said, Now, Tim, how can a woman be the husband of one wife? Mom, thank you for laughing. Um, so, but this, we have to recognize that God, that Jesus, God, the Son, has given and appointed men this endowment, this gift. These people are for us. They're for the church. Amen? And there's some reasons. Some This is the list. Some to be apostles, special messengers. Some prophets, inspired preachers and expounders. Some evangelists, preachers of the gospel, traveling missionaries. Some pastors, shepherds of his flock and teachers. His intention was, watch this, the perfecting and the full equipping of the saints. Now, if we want to be equipped... We need to recognize these gifts from God. I want us to think about that over the next few weeks. I want us to think about who would you consider in our little group, or maybe some that have influenced us, as apostle. If we don't have one, then we only have three-fourths or four-fifths, depending on how you read this scripture. Are the ones that are going to equip the saints for service, and there are other things that it does. How about how about <laughs> how about prophets? <laughs> how about evangelists? How about pastors? Who are those guys? And teachers. It's important. His intention was the perfecting and the full equipping of the saints. His consecrated people. The church, right? That they should do the work of ministering toward building up Christ's body. The church. Wow. So you've got five gifts to the church to help us all be servants in the church. Amen. <laughs> Seems like, I mean, I, my mind's going a thousand places. That it might, watch this, it might develop, it might develop this church, this body, this family, develop until we all attain oneness. In the faith and in comprehension of the full and accurate knowledge of the Son of God. I'm glad he narrows it down to the Son of God. That we might arrive at really mature manhood. The completeness of personality which is nothing less than the standard height of Christ's own perfection. 
the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ and the completeness found in him. Now, we may do a lot of different things in the church. There may be a lot of meetings to go to. There may be a lot of exercises. There may be, you know, how to read your Bible for all it's worth. There's all kinds. There there, oh, man, I get emails upon emails upon emails about how to make your church great. <laughs> how to get more money. How to, you know, I mean, how to have great worship and praise. How to, you know, oh, man, oh, I'm, 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 I'm I get inundated with that stuff. But what he's saying here is, I've given you five gifts in the form of men who will equip you. Now, if you only come on Sunday morning here and don't avail yourself of people that you might recognize as holding these offices, if you will, for lack of a better word, better term, then I would get before the Lord. And say, who is this person in my life? Who are these people in my fellowship of believers? This little group, this small expression of the Holy Catholic Church, small c. We may not have all of that here. We may, we may be related to other people. I mean, Pete Beck is obviously apostolic. Uh, uh, Neil Silverberg is, is, to me, obviously apostolic. Um, there are people that we know that feel those. There are prophetic people and there are pathetic people. And, uh, and we need to get before the Lord, each of us, and ask, all right, who are these people? Am I one of these people? And don't be afraid of it because it's a gift of God. It's not that you're so great or so special. It's just another grace given, Right? Amen. So that we might develop. We might arrive at a really mature manhood. The measure, the stature, the fullness of Christ and the completeness found in him. Secondly, let's look at spiritual ministry. Spiritual ministry. Everybody okay? Yeah? Yeah? Okay. 1 Corinthians 12. 1 through 11. This is in the Amplified. Now, about the spiritual gifts, 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 endowments, the special endowments, I love that, that's where I got it. The special endowments of supernatural energy, brethren, I do not want you to be misinformed. He doesn't want us to be misinformed because it's very important if we're going to be healthy and whole as a church. And even as individuals, you know that when you were heathen, you were led off after idols that could not speak habitually, habitually led off as impulse directed and whenever an occasion might arise. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking under the power and influence of the Holy Spirit of God can ever say Jesus be cursed. And no one can really say Jesus is my Lord except by and under the power and influence of the Holy Spirit. Now, there, there's there's the establishing of the church. You know, our belief, trusting, relying, cling to uh, Jesus. Then he moves on. Now there are distinctive varieties and distributions of endowments. Gifts, extraordinary powers, distinguishing certain Christians due to the power, watch this, of divine grace 
operating in their souls by the Holy Spirit. And they vary, but the Holy Spirit remains the same. And there are distinctive varieties of service, administration, or administration, or working these things out. How does it look? How does it present itself? How does it function in the church? Paul talks about that in, in 14. In 14. Um, and, and, you know, what does it look like when you express some gift that is a is in you by the Holy Spirit. And it's going to look different on different people. And it's going to be presented differently to whomever you're serving that gift to. Are you with me? Did I do that right? There are one... Uh, now there are distinctive varieties. Uh, and there are distinctive varieties of service administration, but it is the same Lord... Who is served. And there are distinctive varieties of operation, of working to accomplish things, but it is the same God who inspires and energizes them all and in all. But to each one is given, to each one, to each one. That means anybody in this room who's a believer is not exempt from this. Are you with me? Something's been given to you. To each one is given the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, the evidence, the spiritual illumination of the Spirit for good and profit. See, it's good and profitable. To one is given in and through the Holy Spirit the power to speak a message of wisdom. To speak a message of, that just intimates that you are saying that to someone for someone. Right? So it is a gift in you that you are to share. To another, the power to express a word of knowledge and understanding according to the same Holy Spirit. Wow. Don't we need that sometimes? It's supernatural. It's not knowledge that you gain from a book. It's something that is a gift from God that comes out of like his heart. It's like, where did that come from? How did I know that? How did I speak? It's, it's a revelation by the Spirit. And we are to share that with whomever God places us and says, directs us to whomever he directs us. To another, the working of miracles. Wow. To another, prophetic insight. The gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose. To another, the ability to discern and distinguish between the utterances of true spirits and false ones. And or just the spirits themselves to another various kinds of unknown tongues to another, the ability to interpret such tongues. All these gifts, achievements, abilities are inspired and brought to pass by the one and the same Holy Spirit. Who apportions watch this and I'm going to talk about this just a little bit. Who apportions to each person individually Exactly as he chooses. Amen? Amen? Now, let's go on down to verse 27, verses 27 and 28. Now, you collectively are Christ's body, and individually, because you're a believer, you are members of it, each part severally and distinct, each with his own place and function. 
each. Now, I, I don't want to put a heavy on everybody, but I want to encourage you to find it. Find this place of function. If God has given this, he's done it for a reason, and he wants you to know. It's not a game. It's not a tease. Right? So, God has appointed some in the church for his own use. First apostles, special messengers, second prophets, inspired preachers and expounders. And I don't think this is in importance. Third teachers, then wonder workers, then those who's, who, with ability to heal the sick. Good stuff. Helpers, administrators. God, thank you for administrators. It is a spiritual gift. It is a practical gift. Hello. And it's for the building of the body, right? God gave it. Speakers in different unknown tongues. There's a place, y'all. Thirdly, practical helps. I did want to say here, um, uh, some of us actually celebrate some days where gifts are given and exchanged and so forth. And if you've ever had children and uh, or been a part of a family where there are children and the gifts are given and the children are opening their gifts. Have you ever seen one child look over at the other child's gift and want it and think that's the gift they should have? When we do that, Father does not really like that. I'm just saying. He gives you the gift for which you were designed by Him. Amen? Are you okay? okay? So let's receive those. Let's operate in those out of a heart of love. A heart of servanthood. In giving and enjoy and encourage others in their unique gifts. Are you with me? It's important. It's important. Practical helps. We're going to go to Romans 12. So, this is amplified. We, numerous as we are, right, are one body in Christ the Messiah. And individually, we are parts of one another. We cannot get away from that. Mutually dependent on one another. It's the design. Having gifts, faculties, talents, qualities, endowments, if you will, that differ according, watch this, to the grace given us. Let us use them. That does not mean more grace to this person, less grace to that person. It just means it's all out of God's immense grace. And it is a part of his grace that ignites this specific gift in you. Same grace. Same amount of grace. It just looks a little different, but it's still grace. Are you with me? You see the difference? Because sometimes it's interpreted, and, and sadly, I think, that, oh, well, this one has more grace than that one. Well, no. No. And you, you may be proud and not receiving all the grace that God has for you, and, but you may be humble, right? And there's grace upon grace. There's always been grace upon grace. Are we going to appropriate it? Are we going to receive it? But this kind of grace he's talking about is just the giving God gives specific things out of his grace. Are you re- grace really means gift. Are you good? So having gifts... 
according to the proportion of his faith. How we receive it. He whose gift is practical service. Oh, my gosh. You mean practical service is a gift from God? Let him give himself to serving. He who teaches to teaching. He who exhorts, encourages, I like that one, to his exhortation. Y'all, I love it when the exhorter comes to my house. (laughs) He who contributes, let him do it in simplicity and liberality. Wow. He who gives aid and superintends with zeal and singleness of mind. He who does acts of mercy with genuine cheerfulness and joyful eagerness. These are gifts. These are endowments for practical helps. Here's the list in the message. Let's just go ahead and be what we were made to be. Without enviously or pridefully comparing ourselves with each other. Or trying to be something we aren't. If you preach, just preach God's message, nothing else. (laughs) If you help, just help. Don't take over. (laughs) If you teach, stick to your teaching. You have to admire Billy Graham. He stayed in his gift. Still is. If you give encouraging guidance, be careful that you don't get bossy. Yes, amen. If you're put in charge, don't manipulate. If you're called to give aid to people in distress, keep your eyes open and be quick to respond. If you work with the disadvantaged, don't let yourself get irritated with them. Oh, or depressed by them. Oh, my goodness. Why did you have to put that in there? Keep a smile on your face. God has given us some incredible gifts, hasn't he? First of all, Jesus, right? But he's given us some killer gifts for his church, for his body, for his family, for developing us into being that church, an effective city on a hill, an effective salt that savors, right? So, training and equipping, spiritual ministry, practical helps. Where do you see yourself? Fitting into all of this church. Body, family, bride scenario. What's your service? Where do you function? And how? Do you see yourself? And this is like, this is like, (laughs) I give you five different, this is like multiple choice, you know. And there's always kind of an absurd choice. Have you ever done multiple choice? You know, when there's always some, like, oh, gosh, I know not to do that one. Okay, do you see yourself as a celebrity? (laughs) That's the one. Trainer. Do you see yourself as a helper? Do you see yourself as a minister? Can you identify yourself as a servant? In the coming weeks, let's all consider... Who we are in him. First of all, establishing that. That's the most important. Amen.
the greatest gift of all. And as a part of his church, let's think about how we share with his body the important gifts with which we have been endowed by the Holy Spirit. God's design is perfect. And we are privileged and blessed to take part in his eternal plan for mankind. You are the church. Be the church. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, we're so grateful that that you just didn't save us and throw us out, you know, to try to make it on our own. So that you can give us and that you're building your church your way with your men and women, with your children, with your bride, with your you're perfecting her. You're you're making us strong and whole, healthy to proclaim your good news to the world that you loved so much that you gave your only son, Jesus. May we be that city on a hill. And Lord, I pray for each one of these people in my hearing that as they seek your face and as they humble themselves before you and ask you where they fit, what gifts you have bestowed on them, endowed them with. That as they're quiet before you, you would reveal those things. And with humility and with confidence, they would express those things within your body that we might be conformed to the image and stature of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who commanded us to love one another. Share the love. Amen.